Hell Sports Box fans, and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And we are back here for. I always seem to do aftermath a little too late because it's a Wednesday, and well, you know, we've already had our football and what whatever it may be. But, you know, I, I feel like aftermath is a perfect time where I can just talk about the games. And, and honestly, this week I'm gonna try to get to most games because I feel Usually I have a few topics I want to talk about, but honestly, I feel there's not there wasn't a theme around multiple of these games. I feel there were some really good games that we saw. Obviously, the Monday night game was a good one and an interesting one. Um, and then there were a few other ones that, you know, you, you kind of turn your head and said, OK, that's an impressive win by that team. But overall, it wasn't like our typical weeks where we got five games where it's just amazing football and, and that's the only thing you can talk about I feel like every game kind of had their own respects besides the Colts and Texans um and, and the Dolphins and the Giants both of those I, I think I fell asleep watching but the Dolphins are now on a five game winning streak which is impressive on itself uh, they sit at six and seven and trying to make a push back into the AFC playoffs which you, you wouldn't think five weeks ago when they were sitting out one and seven was even possible um so hell of a job of Brian Flores to a tag of Lavoa. Uh, he's definitely stepped up his game. They've they've incorporated Jalen Waddlemore, which I, I I love to see. I think Jalen Waddle's one of those guys where you just get him in the open field, let him do the rest, right? Let him do the rest. You get him the ball, and he'll do he'll he'll do his magic. Um, what well, I, I think the big the big storyline this weekend is the Lions finally won their first game. They are no longer winless, and they will no longer finish this season 0-16 and one. They will have at least one win, maybe possibly a few more. Maybe they they get themselves on a little win streak and maybe make the playoffs because mathematically they are still in the playoff hunt in the NFC, which is which is crazy. But man, <laughs> I don't know how hard it is to be a Vikings fan because look, I have a few friends who are Vikings fans, but I feel like this season alone, the Vikings. Man, it's like Kirk Cousins is having his statistically his best season this year, right? Kirk Cousins is balling. He's thrown for 3,353 yards, 25 touchdowns, only three interceptions, has a quarterback rating of 106.3. But nobody's going to talk about it. Nobody's going to talk about it because right now the Vikings sit at five and seven. Second, the NFC North. And just had a terrible loss to the Lions. Like a game they should have just won, right? And what I mean where it's like the Vikings have had games where where you look at it and you say, oh, dude, that, that, that's a game you win. The first example I can think of is against the Cardinals, right? 34 to 33, they lost on the road. They should have won that game, right? Missed field goal. That was a chip shot field by, but Greg Joseph just missed it, right? The pan, The Browns. Their offense couldn't do a thing, right? When it looked so good, they just could not do a thing. The Cowboys, Cooper Rush was quarterback. It was a destined win for the Vikings, and they lost that game too. You know, and then you got games like the 49ers. It's just, and then and then obviously this game versus, it's like the Vikings can never seem to get it right. And, and, I, and I don't, and, I don't know how much we can blame Kirk Cousins at this point, right? He had a he had a great game. 30, 30 for 40, 340 yards and two touchdowns. And Justin Jefferson had himself a day, two 11 receptions, 182 yards and touchdown. You can't blame the offense on this. This is all defense, right? All defense. I don't understand 
how one, you let the Lions score 20 points in one quarter and also lead a, and let Jared Goff lead a game winning drive on you. But you know what? Enough negative. And I, and I want to give a lot of props to the Lions. And matter of fact, it was a fantastic week for the, um, not, I don't want to say fantastic week, but it was a great weekend for Michigan sports. Obviously, you know, Michigan, they, they, they won the big 10 championship and then the Lions had their first win, obviously, you know, a, a tough week for anybody living in Michigan with the with the school shooting that happened at Oxford. So honestly, it, it kind of a nice momento, uh, momento um, to obviously the four lives that were lost in the shooting. Uh, kind of just, you know, not, we saw the players, they were wearing the O's and the coaches wearing, you know, the mascots hat. It, 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 it was a cool symbol of um, respect um, to the ones that was lost. And just, you know, I mean, like I said, the, for the Lions to get a win and then obviously for Michigan to get their first Big Ten championship win in a while um, probably felt really good for the state of Michigan. So congratulations to those teams. And, you know, I, obviously a great a great thing that Michigan had going this weekend. Moving on, though, uh, the Patriots, <laughs> that's a team that, that, that you need to that we need to keep talking about. And I and I keep saying it. You got to keep talking about this team until this team disappoints us because this team is rolling right now. The, the Patriots are rolling right now, right? They have, right now, they are on a seven-game winning streak. They're on a seven-game winning streak, right? This team is scary come the postseason. Now you can say, okay, well, they have Matt Jones under center. That doesn't scare me. Well, yeah, the, the, the coach who is coaching is what should scare you. Bill Belichick, man, they, it, there's nobody like him in the business. There, There is nobody like him in the business. And I'll tell you why. Because he's he's a great defensive mind. And then he has Josh McDaniels just, uh, just, just lead this offense to wins and wins and wins. And for a game like this, where Matt Jones threw the ball a total of three times to win a football game like this is very, very impressive. Look, the the <laughs> if I'm the Bills, this is embarrassing. There's no other way to put it. You knew what the Patriots were going to do the whole game. The whole game. The whole game. Matt Jones had three attempts. His last two of those three attempts came in the last three minutes of the game. You knew what the Patriots were going to do. How do you not stack the box, go one-on-one outside, and just say, look, we are going to make you throw Mac Jones. We are going to make you throw the football. And they didn't do that. And I, and I don't understand why. Now, if you don't understand, the weather was so bad. It was, you could not throw a ball past 10 feet. You could not throw a ball past 10 feet. So I don't understand the philosophy of going all out in coverage when you know they're going to run the football. That is... That doesn't look good if you're the Bills. That that does not look good if you're the Bills. And like I said, props to the Patriots, but the Bills have a tough one this week also um, as they go down to Tampa, who also Tampa. Uh, let's let's talk about Tampa for a sec. 30 to 17, great win against the Falcons. Obviously, they advanced to nine and three. Tom Brady, man, I is he ever gonna quit? Right? I mean, he he went for 368 and four touchdowns today. And he's a top three MVP candidate right now. Is is the man ever going to quit football? Because until he does, I mean, his team's always going to be in the Super Bowl conversation. Like, 
It's crazy. It, it, it honestly is. And I think he has the capability of playing till he's 50. Because it's not like Tom Brady, right? Does a lot, right? Sits in the pocket, makes beautiful throws. And when he knows he's going to get pressured, he'll take a sack. He's not, he's not done with it. He's not going to go out there and get rocked, right? He's, he's, not, he's, he's a smart guy. And so I, it's just when I see stat lines like this, it just makes me think, man, what, what can't we do? You know, for a 44-year-old to go out there and dominate young, explosive players, it, it's just like, what can't we do? Um, yeah, it, it, it's incredible, man. And, and the Buccaneers, I know they sit at 9-3. I, you got to say they're one of the Super Bowl favorites if Tom Brady's their quarterback, right? You, you got to say uh, they're one of the favorites. But like I said, they have the Bills coming to town. We'll see how that one goes. A um, few other games just to wrap up this episode. The Chargers versus Bengals was an interesting one. I really thought the Chargers were about to blow a 24-0 lead. They didn't. Uh, the Bengals were right there and then just just they just immediately just started scoring points again. So the Chargers came back. Herbert had a good game, 317 for three touchdowns. Eckler had a good game, 59 rushing. Um, I still like the Bengals. I, I still like the, what the Bengals are doing. And, and, you know, I talked about it earlier in a podcast where I, you know, I, I talked about the Bengals. Look, I, the Bengals making the playoffs and getting a playoff win is honestly a huge, a huge accomplishment, right? That, 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 would, be, that would be a win in my book if you're looking at the Bengals. I think they got a young core that looks scarier and scarier by the weeks, right? Obviously, you got Joe Mixon just complete beast like the, the the dude is going to be in all pro one day I, I i don't think there's a lot of great running backs like him um and then you got this receiving core in in it's kind of forgotten who else at the receiving core when you look at you know when when you look at jamar chase and tyler boyd you think wow that that that's a good receiving core on its own because jamar chase obviously one of the canister offensive rookie of the year and then you have tyler boyd a, a very very uh very reliable slot receiver but then people forget t higgins man T. Higgins, T. Higgins, you know, early second round, actually, in fact, the, the, the first pick in the second round, I was, I was a big fan of T. Higgins coming out of Clemson. And I said, these Clemson receivers, man, like guys like D. Hop, this is what they can be. And I think T. Higgins showed that he can be that when he had his nine receptions, 138 yards for a touchdown this Sunday. He balled out. He he balled out. And, I, and that's what I like to see. And we're, we're seeing more T. Higgins. And I, and I wish we saw even more T. Higgins. Because this dude's a beast. I mean, this this dude is a beast. I mean, he 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 can go up. Like I said, he's like a D hop. He's going to go up and get that ball. Like there is there there's no question about it. And and I think with the combination of T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, if he if, if he stays for the long term, and they got Joe Mixon. This is going to be a damn scary Bengals team. And, and I don't mean to to. The, the, the boast about the Bengals, because obviously they, they had a bad loss, 41-22. to 22. But what I've seen from the Bengals is there is a little bit of inconsistency, and, and I got to give my props to the Chargers, but the Chargers are another team where they're very inconsistent, right? This team a week ago was getting blown out by the Broncos, and they go into Cincinnati and rock them, right? So it's the AFC is going to be in, very interesting because you got teams like these Chargers. You got teams like the Bengals. You got teams like... Dolphins. I want to put them in the same category, but you have teams like that. You have teams like the Bills, who they're they're good teams and then they have the talent on the team, but they can be inconsistent at times. And and that those are the teams where it's like, okay, what what team are we getting this week? And come postseason, 
one of those teams is going to have to figure it out if they want to make if they want to make a run, right? One of those teams is going to have to figure out if they want any sort of run. Um, besides that, Washington, man, I, I think this weekend the Cowboys versus Washington is going to be a game. I think that's you know I, I hope you know as a, as a Cowboys fan, I hope we go and blow them out. But I, I like honestly, I, I think it's going to be a very very competitive game start to finish. Washington, I, look, they, they're a good team. The Cowboys are really healthy, and I'm not here to boast about the Cowboys because this has nothing to do with the Cowboys. You gotta, gotta, you gotta give a lot of credit to what Washington has done, right? I mean, Taylor Heineke, a dude that not even a year ago was studying for his finals in college, you know, got called up as the emergency quarterback. He's now here leading Washington six and six, hopefully a playoff berth, but maybe even you know the NFC East champs. Um, a lot of credit goes to Taylor Heineke for what he's done. Ron Rivera, he's done an excellent job. The defense is what concerns me a little, and, and I think we'll maybe see how good this defense. I mean, obviously they they've been very underperforming, and, and they've gotten better throughout the weeks. But this is a true task for this defense. Obviously, as uh, a star-studded offense for the Dallas Cowboys comes into Washington, uh, but still, still sitting at six and six is quite impressive. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's all I got to say. I think I think I touched on most of the games. If I did touch your games, the Rams they played good. I mean, they played great. Uh, the Steelers, they had a nice win, 20 to 19. The Seahawks had a very, very good win, 30 to 23. And then the Chiefs uh, walked away with a 22 to 9 against the Broncos. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chief.